Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Well, today we had one of those um, infamous St. Basil Saturdays, all right? So uh, we had a financial seminar going on to help equip people make good decisions financially and uh, to think about things at different seasons of their life, to know how to have peace with your finances. So we weren't asking for money, we were just equipping people to navigate financial decisions. At the same time, we had Sandwich Saturday put on by, uh, that was put on by Finance Council, this is put on by uh, Robin Young's and her ministries, and we had the Brexville Moms Group here. So many of them weren't even Catholic, but they were coming to make sandwiches to then be taken into the inner city people who need food. At the same time, uh, we had the last week of Grief Share that's put on and helped sponsored and tag team now with a Cornerstone of Hope. So that was going on in the annex. And then we had a funeral, a wedding, confessions, and now we hear our Mass. So, and that's not even a Sunday yet, right? So uh, it's a big, uh, vibrant parish. And it's funny because to be busy doesn't mean you're actually effective doesn't even mean you're actually doing good things. It just means you're busy. But what makes our busyness maybe a little bit more fruitful than just if you're just having a busy day really is the belief that undergirds all of our activities. Right? At St. Basil's and hopefully every parish and every church. But I know as a staff, we try really hard that what undergirds everything is a firm conviction that Jesus in someone's life makes life more beautiful and meaningful that he's actually a gift in people's lives, not a burden. And so we want in a million different ways to bring as many people close to Jesus as possible because we think it's going to make their life richer, more hope, more peace, not a burden. And so we're excited and joyful to offer so many things because we think it's many different ways for people to hear the gospel over and over again. Namely, God sent Jesus so that our hearts could be back with the Father and we can discover that it is very good to be alive and that we have a hope that takes us through this world to be with him where everything is fulfilled in the next. And so that's what undergirds all of this. And then all of this gets accented this week on Sunday where we celebrate today, right? Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. Sounds like a Marvel movie, but uh, it's much more rooted in what happens with Jesus and human beings. It's odd because we call him king of the universe and in the gospel we hear, we hear him being crucified to death. Very odd bringing together of two images. But I want to help us zoom in a little bit on this scene. You have Jesus who's dying on a cross, not in any sort of beautiful way, but literally bleeding to death. They believe he actually suffocated to death. Uh, It was actually what took his human life from him. So there he is, bleeding, suffering, abandoned by most of his followers, rejected by the very people he wants to love, save, heal, and give the gift of the Father's love to. And on his right, you know, is the bad thief. And on his left would be the good thief. The good thief in the tradition has the name Saint Dismas. And The bad thief, along with the rulers and the soldiers, 
are mocking Jesus while he's dying and breathing his last. Saying all sorts of terrible things, taunting him. The violence of crucifixion is taking his life. And in it all, there's this one moment that we get to see, which is Dismas, who's a thief. He stole from people, and he's being put to death. And he says to Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus says to him, today you'll be with me in paradise. It's a really beautiful moment in the midst of so much violence that here is a man crying out with the last breaths, Lord, would you please welcome me? Would you please think of me? Remember me. In essence, have mercy on me. Don't hold my sins against me. And then preached into that is the good news. You're going to be with me in paradise. What can help us enter into this is St. Augustine, maybe the most famous saint of the tradition, or at least up there. He said, if only one person was to sin, God still would have come to earth and suffered and died for him. That's how much he loves each of us. If there was just one of us, Jesus still would have suffered and died for that one. And here's the key. Each one of you is that one. It's not, oh, I could see maybe Mother Teresa, of course, okay. No, you're that one. So let me kind of retranslate the gospel in light of St. Augustine's wisdom for us. While all the cruelty and violence was happening around Jesus, coming out of Jesus was great joy. Because he came for Dismas. He spent his whole 33 years on this earth preaching, teaching, performing miracles because he knew eventually he'd be able to get arrested and he'd be able to swoop in in that last moment to give Dismas hope, to give Dismas peace, to forgive Dismas before it was too late because we knew if Dismas died without this moment, that would have been it for Dismas. A heart totally divorced of love himself, life himself, never knowing the fullness of the kingdom. And so Jesus did everything he could to descend to the point where he could be arrested and crucified so at that moment he could look at Dismas in the eyes and say, today you'll be with me in paradise. There was a great moment of relief happening in Jesus' heart because with great anxiety, Jesus was scurrying to get to this moment to save Dismas. And here's the trick. He's scurrying at every moment to get to you and to me. There's no sin he wants to hold back from. Every sin can be forgiven. There's nothing that he counts against us. He is eager to absolve, to set free, to restore, to bless, to love, to speak words of kindness, hope, encouragement, and forgiveness. There's never a time where he says, boy, you know, it's been 684 times that I forgave you. That's all I had. You want 685, but all I was going to give you was 684. You missed out. There's never a time where on the side of God to us, he's not eager, anxious, longing, hoping, working, quite literally moving heaven and earth to conspire against us at times that we would have a moment where we say, you know what, 
Would you remember me, Lord? Because things are falling apart. Would you be with me, Jesus? I really need you right now. Here at St. Basil's, we want to enflesh that for you the best we can. So starting next week, believe it or not, after Thanksgiving is Advent already. And we normally always have our Saturday evening confessions, 3.30 to 4.30. And stay with me. So if you're like, I knew it, he was going to tell us, go to confession. Stay with me for a second. We're, offer, we're also going to offer them on Saturday mornings from 8.30 to 9.30 during Advent. In case for you, the middle of the day is the most inconvenient time anyone's ever conceived of ever. And we're also going to offer Monday night evening prayers, 6.30 to 8.30, where there will be five priests here hearing confession. Why? Well, priests, we really have not a lot going on, so we thought we'd just offer a sacrament. It's because... I shouldn't speak for my brother priest, I should speak for me. It's because I can't live a day without mercy. If there's no mercy, there's no hope. And if there's no hope, well, forget it. Why wait in line for anything? Why pay taxes? Why forgive? Why do holidays with your family again? You might as well just have a cancel culture if there's no hope and no mercy. Live for yourself, never offer reconciliation, forget it. But if there's a God who's eager, restless, anxious, pursuing, hunting, longing, singing, conspiring, hoping, begging, that he can offer us the beautiful moment that he offered Dismas, even if everything in our life is violent and harsh and messy and it seems despairing and desperate, if he can enter into those moments and say, I got you. I absolve you from all of your sins. You get to be with me now and forever. You never have to leave me again. I will always be here. If that's true, well then we want to offer that sacrament to you as much as we can and we want to invite all of you if it's been 80 years or it's been eight, well, not eight minutes, but let's say eight days. But if it's been eight minutes and you need it, that's understandable. This is why the church exists, is to tell a heartbroken world that, first off, you are heartbroken. You don't have to be tough and strong and fine. It hurts. This world hurts. To say we get it and to say we also found a way that actually can lead to our fulfillment. This is why he's the king of the universe, because this is what every human heart needs. Every human heart does not necessarily need a political strength, although that's nice when you have a safe government and a safe country. But every heart needs is love. And not some sort of weird song version, but a kind of love that's willing to suffer and die for you, to say, I'll go anywhere if it means that I can give you that moment of hope, that moment of mercy, and let you know I've absolved you of everything. Now be with me in paradise. Amen.